Well, hello everybody and welcome back to season three of the Sharing Jesus Confidently podcast, where we talk about all things sharing our faith with others. Today I have with me a special guest, Pastor James Aiton. He and his wife, Kate, lead a phenomenal church, Favour Church in Manila, and they also have a location in Brisbane. And God is doing amazing things in and through their life and ministry and through their family. So today we're going to talk about all things sharing Jesus confidently, his story, and a number of questions that will help you unpack how easy evangelism is. Yeah. And do you reckon that that is exactly why so many Christians struggle to share their faith? So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, this tension between what I have to say, yeah. my life has to back up. Yeah, no, yes. Yes, I would agree with you. Uh, here's the thing though, people aren't looking for perfection. Mm-hmm. So again, you can take to the extreme everything I just said. So yep. you can go, okay, so you gotta have all your money done. You gotta have a perfect step for wife. Yeah. Kids have to say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, right? All that stuff, it's not that. I think people I think people ultimately are looking for authenticity. Yeah. But do you think Christians put too much pressure on themselves yes. for those things? Totally. That's what I mean. So yeah. people are looking for authenticity. So they're mm. not looking for your perfection. Yeah. They're looking for, hey, my marriage is going through a hard time yeah. right now. We're not perfect. But Jesus is still the center and, mm. and we feel like Jesus is helping us. So we're seeking help yeah. through people who are pointing us back to Jesus. Mm. And so I yeah, you never wait till you're perfect for God to use you because yeah. he'll never use you. You've got to take that pressure off yourself. But in the same breath, there needs to be a little pressure yeah. of you better practice what you preach. Yeah. Don't, don't share the love of God if you're not loving people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. so that's where there is a, let, let's not just throw everything out here like, uh-huh. oh yeah, as long as you got Christ, just share that. No. And that's unfortunately, it gives this conflicting message to people because people are talking about the love, the grace, and mercy of Jesus, how he can yeah. change your life. And you're looking at going, I don't, I don't know if your life has changed. So yeah, people can feel that pressure. Well, I'm not going to share it until I've got everything down. No, I think share, share who you are, your warts and all. Yeah, yeah. Be authentic. So even the way I preach on stage, we, I don't, I don't share open wounds because that's inappropriate, but I share my scars very. And if the scar is yesterday, I'll share it. Yeah. Uh, because I want people to know that the Christian walk is not a walk of perfection. It's a walk of up and down, becoming more like Jesus. And in that process, he helps you and he grows you. And then that Mm. to me makes it easier to share the love of Christ. So Christ doesn't demand your perfection. So some people don't want to become a Christian because they think they have to be perfect. And they think all these rules. No, no. It's actually about becoming more like Jesus every day. And over time, the Holy Spirit will speak and He'll put his hand of conviction on different things. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you are right. People do feel that pressure, so they don't want to say anything. Yeah. Uh, but I think a little bit of pressure is actually good yep. because it, it will it challenge you to back up your words yep. with action. Come on, so good. What would your advice be to someone who has never shared their faith mm. for the fear of perfection and not meeting it or yep. for the fear of even potentially you know, rejection as such oh. from those who... Yeah, well, that's two different things. Mm. Uh, rejection, welcome to life. Mm. Like, you're going to get rejected, anything, a job, a relationship, uh, sharing, sharing your faith. Yeah. Uh, I think that you, you need to understand the, I guess, uh, the implications of what eternity is. Mm. And it will help you deal with the fear of rejection. Yeah. 
So when we understand people are going to hell mm. and Jesus could help, could use us to help save them out of hell, uh, the fear of rejection goes down a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's harder when it's relational. Mm. So it's harder when you're doing life with them yeah. because it might be like they reject you and then things get a little bit awkward. So again, mm. if you're doing life with someone every day, you probably don't need to come in with the you're going to hell. Yeah thing right you could take a bit of a slower approach yeah build bridges don't burn them yes yeah. right if it's the i'm sitting next to someone on a plane maybe you do have to go with the you're going to hell approach yeah. right and the fear of rejection gets taken down when you realize that they're going to hell when yeah. you when you see the eternal destiny of people mm. that helps deal with your fear of rejection yeah when you understand that you know it's like social justice in the philippines you have so many people do social justice and they yeah. help and they feed the poor and my whole thing is if the gospel has to be attached to that mm. because if all you're doing is feeding the poor even as christians if the gospel is not attached you're just sending them to hell with a bit Same more time. food in the stomach yeah that's it that's it you're still sending huh. them to hell yeah uh they, they're just less hungry yeah, yeah. there's less hungry yeah. so yeah, it's one of those things uh saint francis of assisi says you know preach yeah. the gospel if necessary use, use words. words one of the greatest lies that has ever been sold to the church yeah because now we have a generation that are just happy to do works but not actually Happy to yeah, I don't love I don't love that quote. Mm. I know he's an early church yeah. father and all that stuff, and I'm sure he's a great man. But I think you do need to use words at some point. Hundred percent, you know. But but I do get the heart of that, which mm. is what I was talking about. You got to you got to back it up with your actions. You got to back it up, right? And so, I think um, for, for fear of your life, how I would do it as well is the way that you share Jesus is you share Jesus from from the authenticity of your own life. So. Yeah. Hey, I'm not perfect. I still have issues, but Jesus has really helped me. Yeah. And I always think the greatest thing that, you know, the, the, the fear of sharing the gospel sometimes is rooted in the lack of biblical knowledge mm -hmm. as well. And so it's like, well, I, I, I haven't done an apologetics course. I can't defend my faith that yep. way, right? Uh, and I would say that's actually probably, you know, 95% of the church, to yep. be honest, probably yeah. couldn't defend their faith if we were really honest about it. And they haven't done apologetics course. They haven't been through that. And so there's that fear. Well, I can't. I can't go there. But I always encourage people. You people can debate you on theory, on history. They can debate, but they can't debate you on your personal experience. experience. Yeah, come on. So your testimony, they can't yeah. take that away from you. Mm. So I think the greatest, the greatest tool of personal evangelism is, what was my life like before Jesus? Yeah. How did I encounter Jesus, and how is my life different now? Come on. If your life is not different mm. from when you encountered Jesus, two things. Number one, don't share the gospel. Yeah. Number two, you're probably not a Christian. Yeah. Straight up. How are you a Christian? Yeah. If your life is not different. Yeah. Now, life being different is is you know it's relative to what that looks like for you. And so, but your life has to be different yep. by finding Jesus. It has to be, or else you didn't find Jesus. You found a church, yep. right? It's a yep. massive difference between finding Jesus and going to a church or, or having a service or even reading a book. Yeah. The Bible is, is, there's nothing special about the Bible until the words become revelation and you actually begin to live it out, right? Yeah. And so uh, I think that, yeah, it, sharing how you found Jesus, what your life was like, how you found Jesus, and how he has changed your life. Even if it's just a millimeter, that's a change. Yeah. And if you share that, people can't take that away from you. Mm. And so for me, I was insecure. I was 
you know, uh, like I said, I, tr I, I loved girls and I treated them very badly. Mm. I loved alcohol and would hide a lot of my insecurity in alcohol. And when I found Christ, I began to find my security in Christ. Mm -hmm. I began to find my purpose in Jesus. I began to look at women as sisters in Christ yeah. and not objects. And it, sh and it shifted my whole perspective on how I treat women. Yeah. I can point to changes in my yeah, life that yeah, happened yeah. as a result of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, and you can't take that away from me. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, it, it's just all in your head. Well, okay, maybe, but... I was this way, and now I'm this way, and I'm happier now yeah. because of that. So I think your personal testimony is something Come no on. one can steal from you, and no one can already. Well, they can't. You know, they could say, "Well, you're just being emotional," or "You're well, hey, that might be what you think, but it's it, you know that hyper emotionalism mm. that you're accusing me of. My marriage is better now. Yeah, I have a purpose now. Yeah, and if either one of us is wrong, if you're wrong, the consequences are a lot worse than if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, I lived a good life and I helped people. Yep. Hello. <laughs> Come on. So good. All right. A um, couple of questions finishing up. How Are we already finishing up? Well, we're getting, we're getting close. All right. Let's go. Thanks, time. Um, how do you hear the voice of God when it comes to sharing Jesus? With uh, I, I think it's simple. I think people overcomplicate sometimes hearing the voice of God. The devil will never tell you to share Jesus with someone. Yeah. Thus meaning, if you ever get an uh, inclination to share the gospel, I think it's God. Yep. <laughs> that's, my, that's my, I don't think the devil's sitting there going, I'm going to get you. Share Jesus. Uh, I, I think if you feel a prompting to share Jesus with someone, I just think it's God. I, I don't think the devil ever wants to glorify Jesus. So, yeah, my answer yep. is very simple. If you feel it, yeah. it's, it's God. Go with it. Come on. Now, the devil will try and twist how you do it, yep. stand on a sidewalk mm. and hold up a sign that's making fun of a certain, you know, a section of society and you're all going to hell. I think that's a twisted way of sharing the gospel. Yep. And the devil will do that. And that's put more people off. That's the yeah. devil. But if it's genuine, like you just want to share, you sit next to someone, you talk with someone and you feel yeah, like, yeah. tell them you're a Christian or yeah. ask him what they think about God. That's always a great thing, yeah. you know, to start a conversation. If you really feel, hey, so and, and you can do this with someone you've known for ten years. Yeah. After ten years, hey, so what do you think about God, spirituality, things yep. like that? You Ask know, and questions. and and you should, and especially if you want to do evangelism, you should know stuff. A lot of people are like, ah, yeah, you know, all this Jesus stuff. It's just this. A lot of people don't realize that that Jesus has been proven as a historical Historical figure fact. that is real. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So a lot of times people so there's some things as Christians that you don't need to be an apologetics professor, but there are some things that you can learn yep. that you can actually go, "Hey, well Jesus, I mean for me the, the simplicity of the the gospel, obviously the story is mm -hmm. this. It comes back to the simple question that Jesus asked, "Who do men say that I am? Who yep. do you say that I am, Peter?" Right? So Jesus is real. To me, Jesus is absolutely real. It's historically proven. Yeah. Any his, history professor with a brain yeah. that's, that's secular will say there was a man named Jesus mm. who walked the earth, right? It's historically proven. So the question is not, is Jesus real? The question is, is he the son of God yeah. or not? Mm. And I think that's, that's where the question has to come back to with people. Because people are like, ah, all this, you know, God pie in the, the sky stuff, right? You know, like all that. It's like, no, it's not. Jesus is real. The question is, is he the son of God or not? Yeah. 
and what are the implications of that? Fifty years. Yeah, yeah. Come on. So good. Um, obviously, you're running a great church in Manila and in Brisbane. Two different contexts. <laughs> Yeah. What does what does evangelism look like for you in Manila versus Brisbane, and yeah. how how has that been cultivated in your church? Yeah, it looks wildly different. In the Philippines, ninety percent of the country is Catholic, mm -hmm. so there is a. Uh, I feel like every week I'm preaching against a religious culture, yeah. a religious culture. I, I, you said it before talking about children. This is the whole country of the Philippines, is people who know God mm -hmm. but don't, don't know, know God. Yeah. And so I feel like weekly in the Philippines, I'm preaching against religious cultures. Yeah. I tell people off for putting to God be the glory on their Instagram. Like everyone always says it, to God be the glory, right? They always say it. I'm like, don't you dare put that on your, your Instagram if you don't live it and mm. if you don't believe it, right? So it's almost kind of cool to go to church wow. in the Philippines. Uh, celebrities go to church. They post about it, right? There's wow. a very religious culture. But to me, it's almost harder than an Australian setting mm. because then you're dealing with people that think they have a relationship with God and they, they don't. don't. They go to church. Yeah. Much different than actually a personal daily walk with Jesus, right? Mm. Way different. So I feel like some people go, well, it must be easier in the Philippines because, you know, everyone, like, I mean, there's Jesus everywhere. There's, there's crucifixes everywhere, right? It's wild. I almost think it's a little bit harder than in a Australian context because you're dealing with people that it's harder to deal with someone that thinks they're saved. Yeah. When they're not. Yeah. I think that's harder because you got to convince them that they're not saved. Yeah, yeah. And then actually show them the real Jesus that they're yeah, missing yeah. out on. So in the Australian context, it's a very secular society here mm -hmm. where generally if if people find Jesus, it's it's a legitimate, like, it's not cool to follow Jesus in Australia. Yeah. And if anything, it's becoming harder and harder to follow Jesus. Yeah. And you're getting ridiculed for it, and your faith is being tested. Do you believe what the Bible says? Yeah. Or will you go, and there's denominations that are now swinging left of the Bible yeah. uh, and not believing it because yeah. it, it's easier, because they don't want to get ridiculed by the world, right? Yeah. And so... It's very, very different. The context is very different where you're, you're dealing with a secular society as opposed to a religious society. Yeah. They both have their pros and they both have their cons. Mm. And so that's how it's really shaped. So I preach differently when I come to Australia yeah. and I preach differently when I'm in the Philippines. Yeah, wow. uh, and there's a, there's a level in the Philippines of everybody knows the gospel story. Every Easter, mm. every Easter they do live crucifixes wow. in local cities in the like there's dudes that get nails put through their hand right the catholics wow. yeah they whip themselves it's it's wild so everybody knows the the story of jesus in the wow. philippines in australia a lot of people don't know the story of jesus yeah. at easter easter is hot crust buns and a footy game yeah right yeah. long weekend and so here you've really got to know the gospel story yeah and you've really got to be able to share it so 100 percent. yeah i think that's one of the um the challenges of Speaking to people about Jesus in Australia is that there isn't a context. I think it's one in 29 people don't know that who Jesus is, have no wow. context for it. Yep. And yet at the same time, we have numbers increasing in people who are, are connecting to no religion. So yes. censuses, if you go back yeah, in 1911, yeah. Yeah, it was 0.4% yeah. uh, of people yes. ticked no, no religion. Yep. Now, 2016 were the last figures, it's like 30%. It's wild, right? And so the increase of people that, that yeah. have no clue is, yep. is massive. And, and, and all those people would think that Jesus wasn't real. Yeah. 
Like that's the that's the craziness yep. about it. So they just think Jesus is made up. They don't even mm -hmm. realize that Jesus is actually a proven historical figure. Yeah. Yeah. But the question is, is he is he, he the son of God, God or, not? or not? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And funny enough, my, my dad came out of a um a Catholic background. Okay. And so he met my mom in the seventies and yeah. Uh, my mom was actually interested in some other guy she was Great. looking at and you know yeah Christian guy blah 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 yep. and they were friends at work okay and he was like there's something different about you awesome and that was her lifestyle yeah that actually was an indicator to her faith yeah that he saw yep. there was something different what is amazing it? my mom shared her faith with him he gave his life to the Lord amazing. radical conversion yeah like went from being altar boy into like full wow. Pentecostal experience. Wow. Holy Ghost touched Amazing. his life, changed him. And uh, and obviously as a result, they ended up wow. getting into a relationship, getting married and having kids. And You know what I love about that? Uh, is that he didn't encounter God in her church. Uh -huh. He saw something different in her Monday to Friday. That's it. And that to me, again, when we, when we talk about personal evangelism, uh, you know, we encourage people, hey, bring people to church. But as well, I'm like, you don't need to bring people to church. Yeah. God didn't say bring people to church. Yep. Jesus said, go out and make disciples. Yeah. And I love that your mother, was her lifestyle pointed uh -huh. to a, a difference. Yep. Because one of the things, and, and maybe coming from the Philippines as well, I, I, I react really badly to people that just attend church yep. to tick the box. Yep. Uh, and there are some people on their journey. I love people on their journey. Mm -hmm. I do not like people. I love everyone. I'm a Christian. I do not like <laughs> it when people yep. sit in church to tick a box. Yep. Check in, check out. Check in, check out, which yep. a lot of the Catholicism culture. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I'm Catholic. Yep. I, I go to mass. I do. Yep. I'm like, you have no personal relationship with Christ yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. I, I do church. And there's a huge difference between a church attendee and a disciple of Jesus. Come on. And I've been, this is something that I'd be harking on about for years, yeah. there's such a difference. And your mother mm. was not a church attendee. She yep. was a disciple of Jesus and That's your father it. saw it. And I love that. Yeah. Yep. But unfortunately, there's a lot of people that just sit in church yeah. and they attend church, but they're not actually a disciple of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's a massive challenge. The thing, interestingly enough with my parents was that my mom was able to say to my dad, I have a relationship. Yes. You have religion. Wow. Beautiful. And for that, it was when the penny dropped. Yeah. Right there in the car in some car park somewhere. He gave his life to the Lord. With her in the in car the, park. In the car park. There you go. Not come to church. And yeah. I think I think we've done that in, in today's society. We've overcompensated on invitational-based evangelism. Mm -hmm. Come to church. Yeah. They'll get you saved and they'll disciple you. No, no, no. Hang on a second. And it takes the pressure off you uh -huh. having to actually share your faith yeah. with somebody else. Yeah. I'll let the church right. do it. Yes. And right. we invite you to all the main events. Yeah. And, you know, and that'll, that'll get you. And the pastor gets up. Uh. The head of evangelism yeah. gets up. Yeah. Shares the gospel. Uh. Yeah. I think, I don't know if this is a question, but I think that every, every Christian needs to have a basic understanding of the doctrine of salvation. That's it. Of what the gospel is. Yep. Right. I think the gospel in its simplicity is who Jesus was. He lived a sinless life. Yeah. He went to the cross. We we're all fallen short, Romans 3, 23. The, yeah. the Romans uh, road, Romans right? Road. Yep. Go, I, I think the Romans road is a per, like every Christian, mm. not the super Christians, every basic Christian needs to learn what the Romans road is. Yeah. We're all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin are death. Yeah. But the free gift of Jesus, it's, it's eternal true. life. Come we must on. confess for them and believe in our hearts. You know, I think yeah. every Christian, when it comes to evangelism, we need to understand 
what the, what the gospel message that's is, it. and we need to be able to explain it in two minutes. Come on, that's it. I, I think that's a great. That's something I try and teach our people is how to explain it in two yes. minutes. Like even our preachers, every preacher that preaches in my church has to be able to explain the gospel in two minutes. Come on, and then has to be able to lead someone through a prayer. Beautiful. You, there's people that have been in church for thirty years yep. that have prayed the sinner's prayer every week in church. That if you ask them to pray it with somebody else, they wouldn't know what, they to, don't say. know what to say. Yeah, but then Google it. They would Google. They don't. They don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. I remember having to teach all our youth leaders years ago. We did. I did this whole thing. We chanted it: um, "Repent, believe, receive." Come on. Repent, believe, and and it was like the the process of the prayer. And the prayer. Listen. Remember, the prayer is not the be all end all. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. In, in fact, in our church, when we when we get people to raise their hands, we don't call them salvations. Uh -huh. We call them responses Wanses. to the gospel. Yeah. Come on. So I mean, it's all semantics, but. You know, somewhat, many people just make the emotional. There's a distinct I put difference up my hand. between hands raised and decisions made. Yeah. So we celebrate changed. that people, there's something that's happened that they've responded to the gospel. Yeah. But we're not going to claim that we had 3,000 salvations yeah. last year. You, you get what I'm yep. saying? Come on. And so I love this idea, though. But we teach a repent, you know, in, your, in the prayer. If you are leading someone, at some point you need to repent, repent. of your sin. Come on. Like, I, I cannot stand weak gospel messages. Come on. I remember sitting at a Youth Alive, 15,000 kids, <laughs> and the guy's basically like, hey, come on, you had a, you had a tough day. Stick you, on your head. Yeah, right? You're, like, you're going through a tough time. Yeah. Jesus wants to help he you. Kids you. are like, yeah, I'm going through a tough time. Yeah. I'll put my hand up. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what gospel is that? Yeah, what <laughs> Man, if yep. your gospel message does not involve sin, yep. uh -huh. Uh -huh. separation from God, yep. then to me it's not a gospel message. Yep. Like it's... It's some nice little like, yeah, Jesus will say. And then we get everyone that, well, how come Jesus didn't make my life better? I've still yeah. got to say, wasn't it? And it's like, because you got sold the, a false gospel. gospel. That's yeah. not it. You are a sinner separated yeah. by God, come on. separated from God. And there needs to be a price paid for that. Jesus, he took all your sin on the Friday. Boom. He took all your sin. And on the Sunday, he defeated the power of sin, yeah. right? Come and on. so, and so, I think every Christian needs to know that basic Come doctrine on, in order to share. Yep, and that's exactly Ephesians four. There you go. Straight up. Yep. Equip the saints for the work of ministry. There you go. The role of the evangelist. So well, good. that's Come the fivefold ministry, Come huh? On. That's it. Evangelist. Yep. Hello. <laughs> So with that, we come to the end of our podcast oh, today. Oh, Cherie, that was lovely. So I had a great done. time. Thank you so much, Pastor Thank James, you for, for having me. part of today. It's been incredible. Um, with that, I want to encourage you, if you have not done the Sharing Jesus Confidently course, check it out. It'll teach you the five simple gospel points, the truths on how to deliver that, and it will set you up for the win in your conversations with your friends, family, and anyone that you find in your sphere of influence. So thank you so much for being a part of today. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Sharing Jesus Confidently podcast.